For our scripture reading this morning, shall we turn to the book of First Samuel, First Samuel chapter 15, reading from verses 3 to 22. The first book of Samuel chapter 15, reading from verses 2, sorry, verses 3 to 22. Shall we hear? The word of God. Now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So Paul summoned the people and numbered them in Telian, 200,000 men on foot and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to the city of Amalek and lay in wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Canaanites, Go, depart, go down from among the Amalekites lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the people of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So the Canaanites departed from among the Amalekites, and Saul defeated the Amalekites from Havilah as far as Shur, which is east of Egypt. And he took Agag the king of the Amalekites alive and devoted to destruction all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatting calves and lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. All that was despised and worthless they devoted to destruction. Verse 10, the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And Samuel was angry and cried to the Lord all night. And Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning. And it was told Samuel, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up a mountain, a monument for himself, and turned and passed on and went down to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed be you to the Lord. I have performed the commandments of the Lord. And Samuel said, What then is this bleating of the sheep in my ears and the lowering of the oxen that I hear? Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we have devoted to destruction. 
16. Then Samuel said to Stop. Stop. I will tell you what the Lord said to me this night. And he said to him, Speak. And Samuel said, Though you are little in your own eyes, are you not the head of the tribe of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel. And the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go, devote to destruction the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you pounce on the spoil and do what was evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, the king of the Amalek, and I have devoted the Amalekites to destruction. But the people took of the spoil sheep and oxen, the best of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. That is why this morning we'll be listening to a sermon titled, Give Obediently. Give Obediently. And this will be delivered by no other person than the lady pastor among us. Our lady pastor, Reverend Dr. Dora Borti, will be bringing us the word of God on this special Independence Day. Thanking the Lord for this day and uh, happy Independence Day to us all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm glad it's Independence Day. I'm glad I could be here. And I'm glad I could find something Ghanaian, uh, I wanted Kente or something to wear. And the reason why I'm happy is that like a few years ago, I couldn't fit in what I was wearing. You see, as for we women, we understand what we're saying, right? So today I can fit into what I'm wearing. So I just want to let Reverend Kingsley know that he is not the only one. 
Me too, I'm trying to get my stomach to be. Those of you who can't take a joke. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And amen. Let us pray. Mighty God, Mighty God, to you be the praise, to you be the glory. What an awesome God you are. And according to Acts chapter 17, it is you who determines where everyone should be born. And so, Lord, when you determine that we should be born in Ghana or wherever we were born, Nigeria, U.S., Father, According to your word, it is because you said perhaps they will reach out to you and give our lives to you. So if we are here this morning and we are believers, part of the reason is that because you allowed us to be born in Ghana and wherever our nation is. So Lord, we thank you. And for the message this morning, Father, <laughs> be with us. Those of us who are hard of hearing, open our ears so we may hear. Those of us who are determined to go our own way. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, help us. Because there's a day of accountability. And rapidly, people are taking the lead to go and give an account. So, Lord, even whilst we still have life, help us to listen and listen well. Give me utterance, Lord, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. And so, again, I say to us all, shalom. God's peace be with you. God's rest be with you. God's wholeness be your portion this morning. And we are talking about um, giving, that is, uh, giving obediently. And we've read, we've had the passage read to us so beautifully, First Samuel chapter 15, 3 through 22. And when we talk about give, that word give, it is not an alien word. In other words, it is not a, a word that we don't have an understanding of. We know what that word means when we say give. But for the sake of clarity, let us see. It says that give is to freely transfer the possession of something to someone. And I want you to note the words there. Freely. 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 Nobody forces you. When you give, you are freely transferring. It's going to leave you and go to another or somebody else. Again, it is to turn over the possession or control of something that belongs to us to someone without cost or charge or change or exchange. So, that is give. So, we give. 
we give. And when we say give, I know a whole lot of times we think about money. And perhaps some of us are thinking, oh, that's exactly what we are going to be dwelling on today. Giving of money. But you see, there are so many things we give. And for the brevity of time, I just have a short list here. We give our time. We give our labor. And for this, I just want to bring in a word here for the youth amongst us. Labor. In other words, our strength and we, we give uh, the, the, the use of our muscles and our strength to do something. And in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 29, it says that the glory of the young men is in their strength. In other words, this is the time when you have strength. This is the time to honor God with your strength. And so, you cannot not be moving the chairs and maybe expecting somebody, the, word, the name that comes to mind is, for example, Nanansong, to come and do it when you are there. If he's a bit, well, he's way past 50, a little past 50. But you see, the strength of the youth is the glory, is their glory. This is the time to be spending your energy for the things of God and the kingdom of God in God's house and outside. But I'm not dwelling on that. I'm just bringing that to attention. We give our time. Dorcas in Acts gave her time. She gave her labor. She gave her talents. And so when she died, the whole neighborhood, the whole town was upset because this was somebody who gave her time. This morning, all I'm saying is how much of your time do you give? To the Lord. How much of your labor is to God? Your talents and the spiritual gifts he has given to you. Are you sitting on them or are you using them in the church and in your neighborhood, in your community? Our experience. So the Bible can say, women, teach the younger ones. Give them your experience. How to love their husbands. So that the older can give their experience and their wisdom to the younger ones. If they won't listen, that's their palaver. But you see, we give. We also give forgiveness. Forgiveness is something you give. We give mercy, we give love, etc. And then, of course, we give money. And we give our wealth, out of our wealth. And so Barnabas could give out of his wealth. Land, he can dispose of land. And bring the proceeds to the house of God. You can have something. Um, land somewhere. And you say, I'll take that land. Where it is now. Maybe it's Legon. It's going to fetch whole lot of money, I'll sell, I'll bring the money and I give to 
the church. Giving. So many ways. And when you go into your marriage, marriage too, you can give your time in your marriage. Do you give time of your labor in marriage? Your talent, your spiritual gifts, your experience. Do you forgive? Do you give forgiveness? Do you give mercy? Do you give love? You can see that there's nowhere in your life that you cannot, you cannot give. And so, what about giving, don't you know? To talk about give, give obediently. And I'm saying, what is it that you don't know that I must come and stand here and tell you? Is it the giving cheerfully or willingly? Yes, you're going to give time, you're going to give your labor, you're going to give your money, you're going to give your, your land, your wealth. You're going to give the, the, the you, you bought a new car, but that old car you have is not really old. Okay, uh, church, here, maybe I know you have rounds, visitation, evangelism, you can use it. You see, but you give cheerf whatever it is you are giving, if it's forgiveness, willingly, cheerfully. But you know that. But I'm supposed to stand here and tell you. Don't you know you have to give cheerfully? Don't you know you have to give willingly? And not grudgingly under compulsion. No, 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 no. One of the things I hate is for me to seem that I'm twisting you to do me a favor. I don't like that. So if you want to clap and you clap, and you, I can hear, hardly hear the sound. That's you. I will never say you can do it better. I won't force you to do it better. But it must come from your own self. And the references are there. And I hope somebody who is wise in this house taking the references and is going to look after them. For this can set the tone of your whole life. Hmm. Yes, we go to school, we take notes. We come to church, we don't take notes. But that's all right. And so, don't give under compulsion. But you know that already. Is it the giving generously and not miserly and sparingly? You know you are supposed to give generously. Because the, the, the promise is that when you give generously, he would also return it to you generously. And he said, when you sow sparingly, if you give miserly, that is as if with all due respect to my most able dentist in the house. That is my dentist. I go to him. He has a soft touch. But you see, sometimes it's almost like Giving out of your pocket is like somebody's pulling your tooth. You don't want to give. Not sparingly, not miserly. Uh, but you know that already. Uh, and you also know that it is to honor God and not self. But I'm supposed to stand here and tell you. But I know you know. Is it giving without fanfare? Oh yes, you know. That you are not going to now take the trumpet and say, -na 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 -na. I'm giving. No. 
You know that you give to honor God and not yourself. You know that. But I'm supposed to stand here and tell you, but you know it. And you know that it is not according to what you don't have. You give according to what you have. You don't give what you don't have. So please, don't go and borrow money from the bank to come and give. Scripture says the only thing you should owe is the debt of love. And so then, we have obedience. Obedience. How does God feel about obedience? And I believe that when we know what God feels about obedience, that is what will motivate us to make sure that we give obediently. And we have four scenarios. And time will not permit us to go through in detail the scenarios. But let me say, Adam and Eve, we all know the story of Adam and Eve, Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. The direction was that tree in the center of the garden, you must not eat its fruit. Directive. That is the instruction from God. But what does Adam and Eve, what do they do? They take of the fruit and they eat it. That is disobedience. And if this morning we are saying there's war in Ukraine, there is this here, and there is corruption there, and there's murder here, and there's rape there, and there is incest there, and there's arm robbery there, and there are drunkards here, and there is this and there is that. It is all stemming from this disobedience. And then, when the Israelites refused to enter the promised land, this one, Deuteronomy chapter 1, if you would look at the place with me for a moment, you turn to Deuteronomy chapter 1. And God said to the people to go into the promised land. He has brought them out of Egypt to go into the promised land. And they said they wouldn't go. They wouldn't go. And so Moses comes to them and talks to them and tells them that God is angry with them. Verse 37, um, or before 34. Not a man of this generation shall see the good land. So God gives that uh, punishment for not going into the promised land, trusting him. And in verse 41, the people said, we have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight as the Lord our God commanded. So, every one of you put on your weapons thinking it is easy to go up the hill country. So, God said, go. First direction or directive. They refused to go. God said, because of that, you are not going into the promised land. And so, they said, we have sinned. So, now the first thing that you said we should do, we are going to do it now. And Moses said, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But the people thought, look at it, it says, So I told you, but you would not listen. You rebelled against the Lord's command, and in your arrogance, in your arrogance, you think you know better than God. You think you know better than God, 
you will go. And they were routed. Then there is a manna. Don't pick on the seventh day. They go and pick on the seventh day. And it turned into worms. Disobedience. And then finally we come to Saul. And where our emphasis is. God's directive to Saul was simple. In verse 3. If you project that for us. Chapter 15 verse 3. Said go and destroy. God is the one who created them. And God said go and destroy them. You follow that directive. Go and do this. Go and do that. Don't take any spoils. Don't take any spoils. Don't spare anyone. That is the direction. That is the directive. But what did Saul do? His disobedience, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 8 and 9. Verse 8 and 9, please. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 8 and 9. He goes and he says in chapter, uh, verse 8, he took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive, and all his people he totally destroyed with a sword. That is, those they came, they came across, because there were a few that were also spared. But Saul and the army spared Agag, and the best of the sheep, and cattle, and the fat calves, and lambs, everything that was good. These they were unwilling to destroy. Ah, how can we look at this big, nice goat? And destroy it. No, 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 no. But God has said to do it. But they refused. He refused to do it. He did not totally destroy all the things that God said he should. And when Saul comes back to talk to him, he said, oh, but we spare those things to have a sacrifice. A sacrifice unto our God. A sacrifice unto our God. And Samuel comes to him and says, No! Sacrifice unto our God. It is not for you to decide. I don't want that. And all God wanted them to know is that to obey is better than sacrifice. If you don't hear anything at all today, I want you to hear that one. To obey is better than sacrifice. To obey God is better than put your, like, set yourself up in fire, on fire to say you are offering yourself, your body to God. No. Yeah. Ponder over this a bit. The Spirit is in you. Sacrifice. I don't need your money. I want your life. And I hear you say that I'm coming back soon. But you act like I'll never return. He's talking to you. My love so sweet, how you thrive 
said concerning marriage to obey is better than sacrifice to obey and you can only know if you know this word because all his directives concerning the marriage concerning your profession concerning working concerning relationships concerning being in the church concerning how you should live is in here his directions are in here so if you do not know this, how can you follow his directions? Yesterday, some, this one of these famous guys died. Died. He mixes caffeine powder to drink so that he can do his exercises and teach his aerobics and all those things. He miscalculated. He did not follow the directions. And he took the equivalent of 200 cups of coffee and he died. Follow directions. Medication. You don't follow directions. You will pay the price. And here this morning, we are here to say to you that God has his directives about giving. If you don't follow it, to obey is better than sacrifice. And there are benefits when we give obediently. And I'll just run through. It will be given back to you. Luke chapter 6. Ah, you think you are doing God. No, you are not doing God. You are doing yourself. Because when you obey and you give obediently, it is given back to you. For Luke chapter 6, verse 38, even was talking about forgiveness. That when you forgive, it will be given back to you. Press down, shaking, oh, overflowing. Oh, so much will be coming to you. So who are you doing if you don't obey? You do it to yourself. It's a paradox. In giving obediently, we do ourselves a favor. We are blessed. And God will reward us. Matthew chapter 6 verse 4. says God will reward us when we are obedient to him. And of course we please God when we are obedient. When we give obediently to him. Our giving it becomes acceptable. 2 Corinthians verse 8 through 12. Oh your giving becomes acceptable. Oh so you can bring 100 million Ghana CDs. And if you bring it grudgingly, and you bring it unwillingly, and you bring it with a lot of talk inside your heart, or you give it so that I or somebody will know that this is what you have done, and everybody will hail you. Oh, that gift is not acceptable. But even if you bring 10 Ghana cities, and your heart is willing, and your heart is towards God, and you want to honor God, he says that gift is more acceptable. But you see, you can bring the 100 million Ghana cities willingly, not grudgingly, and God would accept it. 
Oh, it is all up to you. It is not to favor senior pastor. It is not to favor anybody. But it is to honor God. And when God sees that honor, God himself will bring the blessings your way. Your blessings he will give to you. But you see, the Holy Spirit. Last year, our theme was on the Holy Spirit. Some of us may think that we left the Holy Spirit last year. Because this year we are unshakable faith. So since we are in unshakable faith, Holy Spirit last year, we left it there. No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit is still here. And the Holy Spirit has one purpose. To prepare you. To prepare you so that he can present you before the Lord God Almighty. Creator of the heavens and the earth. The Holy Spirit is there to make you more Christ-like. And given obediently, you will become more Christ-like. So the Holy Spirit has to do work. And I don't know about you, but don't give God the opportunity to discipline you. Don't give God the opportunity to discipline you. For if he's going to prune you, if he goes to prune you, don't let him prune you, prune yourself. Don't let God discipline you because he loves you. He will discipline you when you do not give obediently. The Holy Spirit is at work in you. The Holy Spirit is working to bring everything in obedience to Christ. He must do it. He can't let you just go. So if you're not giving obediently, and I just don't mean your money. I don't just mean your wealth. I mean your forgiveness. I mean your talents. I mean your spiritual gifts. I mean all those things, the labor and the time. He will discipline you. He will discipline you. And then finally, we must yield to him and give him power to bring our giving in obedience to Christ. Let me just read one scripture before that. Ezekiel. Give us Ezekiel 36, uh, verse 27. I hope you took to, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. But let's look at Ezekiel 36, 27. Ezekiel before we look at this one. Ezekiel 36, 27. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees. That is the obedience. I will put my spirit, my Holy Spirit in you. Dora, my Holy Spirit is in you. And move you to follow my decrees. It's the same thing Jesus said. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. Teaching them to do all that I have. Teaching them to do, that's obedience. Obedience. In everything we do as a child of God. And then, the Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans chapter 8. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. And once you're a child of God, you have to live in obedience. You have to give obediently. Give of your time. Give of your labor. Give of your spiritual gifts. Give of your talents. Give of your mercies. How you've been forgiven, therefore you forgive. You've been forgiven to forgive. And give of your money, your tithes, and your offerings, your free will giving, your first fruits, your thanksgiving offerings. Give, 
give and go the extra mile. You have an excess land. You have lands. You want to take one and give. You write your will. You put something in there. When I go, this is where I married my, 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 my sweetheart. This is where my children were, were dedicated to the Lord. This is where, when I lost my parents, this is where they have been my support. As I go, I give, I bequeath, I will this to the church for the furtherance. You can say what, you say, me, I don't want it to go into the building, but I want it to be used for evangelism. I want it to be used for missions. And, or you can say, oh, I know this building has to be finished. Here, people have to come and sit and listen. Obediently. The Spirit is working in you. And this one, I want you to look, hear the music, listen to the words, and let it work in your spirit for the next few minutes. Please. When you don't know the way of going, how can you run when you don't know the way of the spirit? How can you fight when you don't know the way of the way? The power of working, working everything in obedience to Christ. He's working in you. Working in Don't let him discipline you. In obedience to Christ. How can you walk when you don't know the way of the wind? How can you run when you don't know the way of the spirit? How can you fly like the eagles, when you don't know the wind, the power of working, working everything in obedience to Christ. Working everything, working everything, yeah, in obedience to Christ. Working everything, working everything in your life, in obedience to Christ. Change it. Change 
The Holy Spirit is always at work to make sure that if you say you are the son and the daughter of the Most High, he is going to work in you because he has to bring everything into the obedience of Christ. So if in your giving, you are not giving obediently, I'm telling you, watch out. Watch out. Watch out for he will come after you. He has to prune you. He has to prepare you. He has to present you faultless before God. Are you not giving in your marriage? Are you not giving at church? You are sitting on your talents. You are sitting on your spiritual gifts. You sit on your money. Your money is just for your children and yourself. Watch out! Know what he says in the book of directives. His love is written all over for you. Oh, Father, please help us. Please help us. David said he asked for me, what it is to fall into the hands of the living God. So I don't want to fall into the hands of the living God. Oh, I don't want to fall into the hands of the living God, said David. Oh, so deal with me. Oh, Father, don't fall into his hands. But he loves you. He loves 
you. His love overrides everything. Give. Give obediently. That is the super Christian. The one who gives himself, herself, obediently, freely, generously, not grudgingly, not miserly. The Lord have mercy on us all. Father, help us. We pray in the mighty, mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior, we thanksgiving. Amen. Amen.